on my pre-budget specials. I'm pleased to welcome Sonia Shinoy. She's senior editor and has been with CNBC TV 18 editorial and content for almost a decade now. For those of you living under a rock, she co-anchors and plans primetime market shows like Bazaar Morning Call, Bazaar Opening Call, and Bazaar Corporate Radar. Other shows anchored by Sonia include Smart Money that capitalizes on the present week's trends. The show focuses on the here and the now. They talk about what's trending, what people are talking about in the week. She also handles fundamental research of different industrial sectors, such as real estate, automobiles, and aviation. Uh, she's the recipient of the Young Professional of the Year editorial at the Exchange for Media News Broadcasting Awards, the ENBA. Hi, nice to see you. I hope the family in your safe and healthy and you've got all your vaccines <laughs> yes we have and hope you're well too thank you for having me on your show thank you the, entirely my pleasure what's the reason for the heavy correction in the market sonia i mean uh, crash is the only word everybody's using has this anything to do with the budget let's start with that so you know it's it has absolutely nothing to do with the budget this is a global correction that we're seeing now as we all know Rishikeh, you know um, there is so much by way of uh, there, there's a lot happening in the world uh, global interest rates are rising inflation is very high right now uh, uh, oil prices are on the boil and all of this put together, we've had a really, really strong run in equities for the last one and a half years. There's been absolutely no correction. So now this is just, you know, reached a sort of a point where we're fi- trying to find reasons for the correction. And it's largely global. All global markets are falling and our markets are just a part of that same, you know, pie. Uh, having said all of that, it is perhaps you started by saying it's a crash. I wouldn't call it that because I've seen what crashes are like in the past. Uh, this is just a correction in a bull market and uh, bull markets have they run for years right and whenever there's a long uh, up move uh, the market sort of corrects a bit then pe- more people get in more people buy into the market and then it moves up further so i believe that this is just a correction in a bull market there's nothing to panic it's a global led sell off people are just taking money home all their profits that they've made over the last one year what are your thoughts on the direct tax code? Do you see any announcements around it in the budget? Uh, so, you know, I just want to talk a little bit about what to expect from the budget. Now, the sure. man is going to say that, you know, I want to know if after three, um, after three COVID waves, my, my job has been hit, my salary has been hit, my discretionary income has been hit. Uh, is the government going to do anything to put more money in the hands of the average taxpayer, right? In that context, uh, there's not much that the government can do right now. Uh, what it can do on the personal tax front is just make a few tweaks here and there. Um, so the one thing that we've noticed in the post-pandemic world is that a lot of youngsters are looking to buy homes. And um, if you're looking to buy a home, the maximum that you can avail as a benefit on the interest on the personal loan or the home loan is one and a half lakhs. Now, there could be an enhanced deduction for your housing loan. That's something if the government does, then it would make it easier for the younger generation to go out there and say, you know what, let me buy a home because I get benefits of taxation on my interest. That's one thing. Then uh, there's also, uh, you know, deduct- uh, the separate deductions that could be seen for expenditure on education, expenditure on higher education. Uh, there is no change that we are expecting in the income tax slab at all but there could be a few deductions here and there enhancing deductions under ATC under ATD uh, and I'll talk more about taxation on businesses but on the personal tax front I think if they make sort of a work from home earnings tax free or they sort of reduce the taxes on that then that's something that the street will take positively and the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is increasing the benefits on taxation on home loans because that will stimulate you know buying of more homes. We always see that before a budget, uh, there's a bit of a scramble. What is your mantra for our listeners pre-budget and 
post-budget? What, what would you like them to do? What would you like to see them doing? Okay, so, you know, uh, I just want to put a little bit of context to this, right? Um, so, let me just, one second, just give me a minute. So, I want to just list out a few things that the government has already done in the past. So, sure. this budget, this is a budget that the government has to just implement what it's announced. Last year's budget was phenomenal. The government took many, announced many reforms, whether it was the asset monetization scheme, whether it was improving the GST regime, whether it was creation of a bad bank. They also in introduced the production linked incentive for the manufacturing sector. They improved the insolvency and bankruptcy code. Now, all of this put together was announced last year. All the government has to do is continue with this plan and effective implementation of this plan. Now, you'll ask me, being an average salary taxpayer, I don't really care about all that, right? That's the government's problem. Whatever your finances, you manage that. From an average salary taxpayer point of view, what should I expect? The biggest burden, I think, Rishi, that people are facing today is higher inflation. You go out there, your vegetable prices are higher, your fuel prices are higher. It costs you an arm and a leg to fill your fuel tank completely. So yeah. can government do anything to alleviate that stress, right? Uh, in that context, what the government needs to do, perhaps there's, there's global inflation that's picking up. So there are already steps that have been taken by the policymakers. The challenge now for the government is just to walk the talk. Um, I'm going to come to sectors that you think will be the focus of the government. Now, healthcare is a given. I mean, you, you have to be living under a rock to not concentrate on healthcare in times like this. So let's not look at healthcare. Apart from healthcare, what are the other sectors that will be the focus of this government? Okay, since you pointed out healthcare, you know, I want to talk about insurance, which is a key, uh, you know, focus area for the government. And now more so because post-COVID, people are, you know, looking to up their insurance, their health insurance, etc., uh, now, if if you there is micro insurance, right? What you and me take. So, if the GST on micro insurance is removed or it's brought down lower, then that's something that the street will take very well, and it'll it'll go down really well with the street. Also, um, you know, if you remove life insurance from Section 80C and uh, resign it to say Section 80D, where there are more tax reliefs given. So basically more tax reliefs for the home insurance, the life insurance, the accidents insurance premiums. That is something that will uh, really bode, bode well. Also, if you reduce GST on health insurance from 18% to 5%, increase the deduction limit, then that's something as well that the street will take with both hands. So basically just making it a little more uh, easier and cheaper to get life insurance and, and health insurance. Uh, hospitalization expenses have definitely risen uh, post-COVID. So if the government does something to make it cheaper for people to, uh, you know, make their hospitalization expenses, then I think that's something that the street will like, yeah. Oh, it's quite shocking for the layman to read in the news that the government is borrowing one-third of the total budgetary expenditure. First and foremost, is, is it correct that the government is borrowing one-third of the total budgetary expenditure? Is it every day? And can this lead to a crisis, Sonia? I'm just echoing the sentiment of the common man on the street so let me give you the numbers uh the gross borrowing of, of the government is expectation is that it will be about 12 lakh crores for this year for fy22 and 23 but the net borrowings is seen a lot lower at about 8 lakh crores it was about 9 lakh crores in fy22 so the government is actually doing a lot. They're repaying a lot. There is an expectation that there will be higher repayments in FY23. And hence, uh, the borrowing figure is not that high. See, we have to remember that um, 
you know, there is a huge spike up that we're seeing in bond deals globally. There's a huge spike up in crude prices. That bill has to be paid somewhere, right? Yeah. So one of the brokerages, uh, I think it was SBI, who said that they are estimating 1.2 lakh crores can come in for the into the government's kitty uh, through overseas borrowings. and that could ease some pressure on the domestic market so i take your point that the borrowing is high but it's not as high as what we saw last year and i think that is something that will be uh, you know a bit of a relief for the market a lot of state governments have invited tesla for manufacturing in fact you open twitter it's almost a race to the finish <laughs> with powers that be tweeting out to elon musk directly saying why don't you come to my state can we see anything related to evs electric vehicles in the budget and the automobile sector as a whole we can that is one focus area uh, you know that i'm looking at very closely uh, the maharashtra government had in fact written to um, finance minister nirmala sitaraman in fact aditya thakre had written to her uh, last week where he said that the only way that evs can get financing is by putting it into priority sector lending status in banks because right now banks are very reluctant to finance electric vehicles if you make it priority sector lending status then evs will get financed better and that will improve the uh, you know uh, feasibility of that whole structure also if there are any concessions given for hybrid and electric vehicles so say you buy an electric vehicle and the government decides to give you a concession then you will say okay it makes sense for me to switch from my ic engine to an electric vehicle engine right so those concessions uh, also um if there's more infrastructure spending allowed so say like a tesla or a rivian these are global companies that want to perhaps set up manufacturing facilities in india and if there are concessions given to them for setting up those manufacturing facilities then you and i may be able to buy a tesla at a much cheaper cost rather than a fully imported tesla right so i think there if there's an upward revision of any of these incentives to attract investments for r&d and that is something that i'm i'm sure the government will do that i'm sure there is there is talk on that as well sonia it it irks me uh, that the salaried class pays higher taxes than entrepreneurs no disrespect to entrepreneurs but what can be done to change that okay that's actually a million dollar question i i don't know for the salaried class i think you know they sort of get sandwiched in the middle yeah totally it i mean left right and center right on one hand you're sort of paying for higher vegetables paying for higher uh, fuel on the other hand you're getting taxed like over 30% etc but i do want to say that the government should also do something for two communities the startup community you know because so many startups right now and as we know that environment is also very difficult so if they if startups are made eligible for a 100% tax rebate or you know any kind of tax incentives given to them for the expenses that have been incurred by startups that is something that will at least help that community then um, you know reduction rate of 15% to existing domestic manufacturing companies uh, just to provide a level playing field for them that's something so the, i'm talking about the business community here yeah how the business community can benefit on small businesses there should be one lump sum tax that small businesses pay and not multiple taxes you know this includes direct and indirect taxes so if one lump sum tax is uh, introduced for small businesses it will make their life easier the government in any case made tax compliance uh, very easy last year they made a lot of tweaks but they just need to kind of you know find you on those tweaks this time around and i think that will help a lot Okay from a broader perspective this is not a specific thing i mean i've got into a lot of specifics uh, can the government kickstart demand post 
COVID? I mean, that's the question everybody's asking. That is. So, uh, you know, expectations, as we discussed, expectations are very low over uh, significant changes. But there is a lot that the government can do uh, to get CAPEX going, uh, infrastructure-related CAPEX, uh, spending some relief to MSMEs, which is the small micro micro establishments, you know, medium and small enterprises, uh, some relief to stress sectors, some sentiment boost. See, let's not forget, we are heading into multiple state elections in 2022. There are five, six states going into elections. So there is a high chance of the government coming out with a populist budget, which has a rural slant, you know, so more jobs, perhaps more uh, rural benefits, because that's been a space that's been hit the hardest. Uh, so the government may not have too much money to spend, but even if it makes minor tweaks in infrastructure, MSMEs, rural, I think, uh, and if it, 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 you know, it shouldn't cost the exchequer too much, I think that will be taken well. Okay. I'm just saying, let's do a small look back. It's difficult because, you know, you do this for a living and, you know, uh, there's so much that happens in your line of work and, you know, in the, in the Indian economy. But if you look back, can you identify for me iconic budget announcements from the past. I mean, stuff, maybe one or two things, even three, if you can't think of just one solitary one. Uh, iconic budget announcements from the past that you feel, Sonia, as an economic journalist and an editor that really created huge milestones for this country. Okay, one is definitely the GST regime, right? I mean, there are a lot of debates on whatever the effective implementation of GST, etc. But I think creation of the GST regime was... Uh, one big positive for me. The other thing was the introduction of the production-linked incentive scheme for the manufacturing sector. Now, I'll tell you why. Because uh, in order for India to become a manufacturing hub globally, it needed that push. And this PLI scheme is a scheme in the right direction that the government has announced, which I guess you know every sector getting export benefits will help them become a bit more competitive globally. Uh, the other thing is uh, perhaps creation of the bad bank that was announced by the government. So maybe pulling all of the bad assets together in one area and then, you know, sorting out those issues. Um, that's one. Then there's the asset monetization scheme that the government had announced, which was also a big positive. Uh, see, we can't compare these budgets to what we saw way back in 1991 and 1992, right? Those are reformist budgets. Now it's become a bit tougher because of all the head, all the I mean, COVID itself has sort of ruined the uh, the situation for so many countries in terms of the balance sheet. Expenses have gone up, incomes have dwindled. So it's a it's a tightrope walk actually. On one hand, to pump prime growth; on the other hand, to maintain fiscal prudence, it's not easy. But the government has done their best, and I'm sure that whatever they announced last year is something that they would uh, take forward. Now, you know, I just, since I, we have this platform, I just want to talk about the five most important things that you'd want to track in this budget, right? Sure. One is uh, the government in the last two years has made big strides on fiscal transparency. So, you know, repaying all their bills, the, the dues owed to the Food Corporation of India, um, quant quantifying the off-budget items and all of that. If they maintain this transparency, then it will go a long way. Uh, the second is credible budget estimates. Now, the tax revenue estimates that the government made last year were on the conservative side and in fact surprised on the upside. This was very different from the previous years where there were extremely ambitious tax revenue estimates that, and the credibility was off the budget, you know. So if they stick to conservative tax revenue estimates this year as well, then that's something that I think, uh, you know, the, the uh, people will appreciate. Uh, then, 
uh, high quality spending see the government doesn't have to spend too much but high quality spending so you know to keep social welfare schemes uh, elevated for longer given given limited resources maybe it's a good idea to keep pre existing schemes like the nrega well funded rather than exploring new schemes so the government doesn't have to reinvent the wheel they have come out with good schemes like the pli pli scheme production linked incentive the nrega scheme all of that they just have to keep these pre existing schemes going then of course you have gradual fiscal consolidation so the budget last year outlined the target of 4.5% of gdp of fiscal deficit by fy26 and this would entail a fiscal consolidation of half a percent of gdp per year which is fine which is a very reasonable target to meet so these are just a few things that you know perhaps people would want to watch out for yeah keep an eye near out uh, for prashant nair national news editor at uh, cnbc tv 18 who i'm also going to chat with uh, later uh, we're going to focus on gst privatization in particular the air india deal and uh, state taxes and uh, the reality of that and of course purchasing the huge quantity of gold that the government has done so we look into those factors with prashant for those of you who want to follow sonia on twitter she's at underscore sonia shinoy and it's at cnbc tv 18 news sonia thanks for your time i really appreciate it and all the best stay safe and healthy and hope to see you soon cheers thank you this is a great chat thank you so much for having me on your